sweetheart, one day you should settle down and marry a rich man. And I said, Mom, I am a rich man. Makeup or your phone. Is this what you think girls have trouble choosing? Do you get your measurements? No. I always just say that I weigh 120. I stopped trying to be body positive. And instead, I worked to become body neutral. Meaning some days we feel good about our body. Some days we feel bad about our body. Hey Muffin, I am your host, Christina Milnes, owner of Lake Norma Boudoir in beautiful Cornelius, North Carolina, and you are tuning into my podcast, The Boudoir Podcast. This is a raw, unscripted, and intimate podcast all about the industry and the social impact of boudoir photography. So let your hair down, pop a bottle, and come join me in my boudoir. So thankful that Jess drove all the way down to the Charlotte area to spend some time with me and give us a little bit of a behind-the-scenes perspective of what it's like to be a model, because I really feel like these kinds of conversations help pierce the veil between our two, uh, the two different sides of the boudoir coin, of the modeling coin. Because, you know, this is something that we work together on. So let's go ahead and pick up right where we left off in the last episode where we were discussing professional business practices and the best language to use when working with a professional model. Let's talk about a little stylizing yourself. So... You probably have done what it where the photographer or who's ever running the shoot does provide some fashion, but mm-hmm. are you oftentimes providing your own fashion? Yeah, so for um, TFP shoots, test shoots, whatever you want to call them, um, mm-hmm. that's where it's a collaboration between the model and the photographer um, for both your portfolios. Typically for those, I style myself. Um, we'll discuss what we're looking for. Um, we'll discuss what we want the image to be. Sometimes we'll have mood boards, things we mm-hmm. found on Pinterest to give us kind of an idea. Um, and then I style myself. I have a very full closet of clothes. <laughs> um, Maybe a model must be like the perfect excuse for buying clothes. Oh, man. I literally have a full closet and another rack no. of clothes. Um, your best life. I have so many clothes that one of my closets actually uh, broke on me. <laughs> I purged after that. I purged after that. I had too much stuff. I got rid of a lot. But um, but yeah, so I style myself. It's very important that models um, know how to do their own hair and makeup mm-hmm. because until you reach a certain level, you're not going to have a makeup artist. Yeah. Makeup artists are expensive. They are. And most photographers can't afford that. So, so. And you know, it stinks because that is something that I really wish that I could provide, especially when it is my inspiration, like my idea, my inspiration. Yeah. But, like, my makeup artist is 100 bucks. Yeah. Makeup artists are expensive, and they should be. They're providing a lot. But 
and not everybody can afford them. So yeah. know how to do, you don't have to be a master, but mm-hmm. learn how to do the basics. Um, you know, learn how to have like a natural look and a more dramatic look. Mm-hmm. Um, know how to style your hair. Again, nothing extreme, but the basics. Um, and have a decent wardrobe. You don't have to go out and buy all name brand stuff. I get most mm-hmm. of my clothes off Amazon or thrift stores. Yeah. And I'll Which buy. can have a plethora of amazing yeah, things. Yeah, you have to dig a little bit, but you can find some really good stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'll usually style myself. And then I do photo shoots where I am styled, but those are typically um, clothing companies, not mm-hmm. photographers um, that, that provide that. It, so I think an important thing... Um, to remember when you guys get into modeling um, is you are working for a lot of, like, little guys. Yeah, exactly. And we're, yeah. we're all in this together. It's a lot of, like, local um, clothing mm-hmm. companies and, and things like that. If you're going for the big leagues, absolutely, girl, go for it. Oh, um, absolutely. I'm going for the big leagues. But j- just don't, get there. <laughs> don't think that it, like, happens overnight. It, it doesn't. Yeah, I think that's a common misconception is people think – modeling and maybe photography as well but people think modeling is very glamorous Mm -hmm. and they think your entire life I know firsthand (laughs) oh yeah they think your entire life is just jet setting across the country to different countries um you know getting dressed up being fancy walking these runways and it is long days it's long days it's exhausting um shooting in North Carolina as I'm sure a lot of you know is sweaty (laughs) I am uncomfortable all the swamp ass (laughs) all the swamp ass I did a photo shoot on Monday where I was literally just walking on rocks because I was dumb and didn't bring comfortable shoes you know if you if you think it's glamorous girl you're gonna find out the hard way it's not and and it's not cheap either I think a lot of people also think like well I'm a model so people are just going to give things to me Mm -hmm. when you're starting out that's not the case when you're starting out you're doing a lot of collaboration and Mm -hmm. not getting paid so you are going to be spending money on gas you're going to be spending money on clothes you're going to be spending money on a lot of stuff Um, you might even be paying some photographers because you really like their work and it'll benefit your your portfolio Um, it, it costs a lot of money to start. I think photography is the same, where yeah. you spend more money than you make in the beginning, and then eventually you get to the point where you start making that money back. But it takes time. It takes time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing, when they say that nothing is truly free, when, when it comes to these T for Ps, there it is a transaction that happens between the photographer and the model. And while no money is exchanged mm-hmm. most of the time. She's right. There's gas. There's yeah. time. There's the, however far away it is that you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 monetary transaction that happens is in the skills that are exchanged. Exactly. Um, and for our two different careers to grow, we need each other. Exactly. And that's why I think it's really important that we let go of the ego as photographers mm-hmm. and understand that the model is contributing a, so much to what yeah. it is that we're doing and helping us build our brand. So respecting their time and energy and and what they're bringing to the table is very important. And you, that's why, why we were talking about earlier about clear communication. Communication mm-hmm. and delivering photos in a respectable amount of time because a lot of times models are left there hanging yeah <laughs> without getting any photos we do the shoot and then we're done mm-hmm. and then sometimes we won't speak to you for weeks and we're just like what's happening yeah Where are and you? that's that <laughs> you know? is, 
frankly, it's bullshit. That's not fair. They showed up. They did what they were supposed to do. And whether or not the images turned out the way that the photographer wanted them, there was still an exchange that was supposed to happen yeah. there. And, you know, that's something that you need to be communicating with the model that you that you work with. Um but yeah, don't be afraid to do things for free, but respect that just because you're not paying for them doesn't mean that there isn't a worthwhile monetary exchange yeah. in a way. A lot of people look down on collaborations and free photo shoots um, because there's no money involved, so they don't think it's worthwhile. Mm -hmm. But I mean... My entire portfolio is built off of free photo shoots. Yes. That's how models, Coco Roche herself still does free photo shoots. She told me that. I see I see the money in a different way. Exactly. So if, if for me, if I charge 250 to 350 an hour for a session, um, if I wanted to hire you, take pluck you out of your world that in your plans and reserve your time and have you do all these different things that I want you to do, that time for you has to be worthwhile. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So while my, if you were going to hire me, my session is $250 an hour, likewise, yours, your time could be worth that or more. Yeah. Or it could be a little less. But regardless, I don't have to pay you for it because <laughs> you're getting my skill. So we both need to respect exactly. each other. It's like, a mutual respect that we're both skilled professionals. Exactly. And we're doing this because we need it. Yeah. We need it for a portfolio or for whatever reason. It's we, still a business transaction. It's still a business transaction, even though there's no money being exchanged. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's just mind-boggling. I'm coming at photographers right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I love you so much. But it, it's mind-boggling to me to have this attitude that, like, what I do is worth more. Okay? Yes. What you do doesn't mean shit if she's not there <laughs> to be in your photo. And... I am one of those models that have called photographers out on that before because I've literally gotten into arguments with photographers because they said, um, one photographer in particular said that models need photographers, but photographers don't need models. Bullshit. One of the most resourceful things about models is having an ideal client that you want to book, but you have not been able to book them yet. But if you hire a model who has that look of the ideal client that you want and you're able to work with her, now you're able to advertise the kind of audience that you want to attract from paying clients. And that is a you didn't perfect have that. way to explain it. Yeah. I've never heard it explained that way, but that's perfect. Well, those stylized shoots that you were talking yeah. about, the reason why we do those is because we want those clients that exactly. have that, that have those kind of weddings that want to pay for those kind of shoots. But if we don't have anything to market them, how are you going to book those shoots? Yeah. I do fashion modeling and a lot of photographers I work with want to work with agencies as mm -hmm. fashion photographers. How are you going to do that if your entire portfolio is babies? Yeah. How are you going to do They're exactly. not going to hire you. Even if you're, those babies look amazing and they're the best looking babies they've ever seen they're not going to hire you if you don't have a portfolio of yeah. fashion so hire models hire, mo exactly. <laughs> hire models it is it is mutually beneficial and i think that it's a waste of energy to try and pretend like it isn't i agree um and i'm the same way whenever i'm on these groups i'm a sassy person to begin with hey hi no. how are you <laughs> So if you if I feel that your your commentary is disrespectful towards the energy that somebody else puts into oh, something, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna 
clap back. I have very little impact, but what impact that I do have, I want it to transform conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And if doing it at a local level helps the, the local people, the little guys that I work with, then you know what? That's good enough for me. Everything I do personally is to benefit newer models. Yeah. Everything I do is because I didn't have anybody telling me this when exactly. I was starting. Learn from my mistakes. Speaking of learning from other models, I want to talk about mentoring. Okay. Ment- you, you mentioned a little bit that you had a mentor that you uh, mm-hmm. that hooked you up with Coco and all of that yeah. stuff. I think that is fantastic. Yes. Mentoring is so... For one, not enough people do it. I agree. And two, it is extreme. If you are a new person, it is so extremely extremely beneficial to you. It really is. If I could throw away my entire college education and <laughs> have spent that 20 grand on working with different mentors, mm. oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I, I think um, a lot of newer models come in thinking that they know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. They do. I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's okay to admit that you don't know everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I mentioned earlier, when an industry professional is speaking, you should listen because they know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Having a mentor um, is an amazing experience, not only because you're getting education, but you have this relationship with this person who is doing what you want to do. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's inspirational. It's educational. It's just all around beneficial, I think. And you know what? It's what it's again. It's one of those things that all it takes is just an ask. Yeah, all you have. I have models ask me all the time if I mentor, and it's something that I've gone back and forth on whether I want to do. <laughs> do you mentor? Not no, uh, I don't, and. Um, it's a bit of imposter syndrome where I feel like, hey girl, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that. I. Everyone tells me that I'm so talented and so knowledgeable but I don't believe it yet <laughs> so, and I mean my friend literally said if people are reaching out to you to be mentored that means you have something to offer and I'm like shut up isn't that crazy how like our brain works that it's just, just- 100% just me being insecure. Um, but no, I have offered advice. Um, mm-hmm. I have um, had models reach out to me and ask me questions, and 100% I give them answers. Um, and I've, I've even um, assisted on some photo shoots with models. They wanted mm-hmm. me to help them pose and things like that. But I haven't done like a, a true like mentor-mentee relationship yet. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I will. <laughs> Once I believe in myself a little more. <laughs> well, I think that, so Jess is very active on social media. She posts really great content on her Instagram. I hi- oh, we'll, we'll just use this opportunity right now. Hey. Hey, girl, <laughs> why don't you do a little Instagram drop and we'll kind of talk about the stuff that you post. Yeah, so my Instagram is at jesskirsten.model, um, K-I-R-S-T-E-N, Um I it's it's purely fashion modeling and boudoir modeling but um in my stories I get very real um so my my feed is very curated my captions are pretty real too I Mm -hmm. I talk about my life a lot in my captions um but my feed is all just 
model posts, but my stories is where you go if you actually the bread and like, butter. Yeah, if you really want to like get to know me as a person and all my weirdness, you go to my stories. <laughs> I actually get more views on my stories than I do likes on my posts. Yes, yeah, I get three hundred or so views on my stories and like fifty likes on my and posts. You know, I'm the same way. Like I'll go through my my I go through stories way more often now. People love stories. People love seeing you be real. It's another thing that we talked about at mm-hmm. Model Camp with Coco is that social media is so important and people want you to be real and candid. They want to see the behind the scenes photos. They want to see mm-hmm. you sitting on the couch wearing no makeup talking about your life. I don't know why. My life is not interesting, but people want to see it. I think because um, with... Uh, I'm going to get all, all preachy here. So... In the 2000s, when we had that real world MTV kind yeah. of reality TV transition, <laughs> um, our 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 sense of reality did get very distorted, and then we are constantly bombarded with bye bye bye. From people that we haven't seen for since high school, hitting up our DMs. Hey, girl, how you been? And then two seconds later, it's buy my Monet, right? Monet, whatever that hair shit is called, whatever. My um, MLM. Yeah, oh. we're so bombarded with buy, 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 buy. Yeah, all the time. That's why things like Netflix and other places that don't have ads all the time have absolutely exploded. That's mm-hmm. why um, a lot of these platforms that encourage authentic conversation mm-hmm. and all that stuff explode. That's why. If you look at the analytics on business posts on other people's posts, when the thing that they're selling will get fifty likes, yeah. But the picture of them having a glass of wine with their girlfriends laughing their ass asses off will get three hundred likes. Yeah, people it's true. are so sick and tired of being sold to all the time. Exactly, that mm-hmm. they want something that's real. And then on the other side of that, I feel like Instagram gets to be a lot more real and raw than what Facebook is. Oh, 100%. Like, Facebook can be so overwhelmingly negative sometimes. Honestly, I barely use Facebook. (laughs) I use it um, for the groups that I mod for, and that's literally it. I have pretty much abandoned my business Facebook page. I hate to say that. Oh, I don't update it. Well, so what I do now is when I post an Instagram post, I add it to Facebook with that little button that you press but I don't actually log into my business I mean I could definitely put a lot more effort into it but I get so much more interaction from Instagram yeah I do so all right let's let's talk about social media more than what we just were so do you have a website I do, yes. Um, um, go ahead and list your website. <laughs> JessKirstenModel.com. Very easy to find. <laughs> I think I'll probably just have you redo this all at the end. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say it all again. <laughs> My name is Jess Kirsten, if you didn't know, and I'm a model. And just type in those words and you'll find me. <laughs> so... How integral is social media to you booking clients? Social media is more important than anything else. 100%. Yes, girl. Um, you don't even need a website, honestly. Mm-hmm. I have a website because I am a control freak and mm-hmm. I like to have this place for my portfolio where I get to put it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really don't need one. Um, Instagram is, is honestly all you need. Um, it's where I do 98% of my bookings. All of my communications Mm -hmm. are through Instagram messages, nothing else. Um, 
all of my, I get all the comments, like everything I do is on Instagram. I don't really stray to anything yeah. else. I don't think many models would come from anywhere else at this point. At this but... point, there's nothing else that's as good. Um, hate it or love it, Instagram's where you need to be. <laughs> so I know that you are more vocal about your personal feelings and stuff yes. on your Instagram. Um, is that something that you feel is common between models or just that, that you, that's more a you thing? I think it's more of me thing. And mm-hmm. I think it should be more common. Um, I think a lot of models still feel that they need to be perfect. They mm-hmm. still feel they feel that they need to be um, just these beautiful statues with no personalities whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not true. I get a lot of the um, bookings and things from my stories where I'm just going off about how cute my dog is. Like, yes. you know. And she um, has a Sheba, so. I have a Sheba. She's six years very old. And then I have a cat who's 17 years old. Holy He's shit. an old man. Holy He's my shit. grandpa. I love my babies. They're so, yeah. <laughs> Damn. He is the oldest cat I've ever had, and he's still going strong. He's still a oh, kitten. I awesome. love him. Um, but not only photographers, um, I actually get a lot of brands, clothing companies, agencies viewing right. my stories. I'm not surprised. Yeah, they view my stories. They won't like a single thing that I post, but they will look at my stories and message me from my stories. Um I think they just want to see you being real. They want to see what you, A, what you look like without makeup, because nine times out of ten, if I'm out in the world not shooting, I'm not wearing makeup. <laughs> I am very barefaced, wearing my, my leggings and my tank top. That's my style. Yes, girl. Um, comfort. Comfort, comfort all the time. Um, and then I'm just, I'm just talking about my life. Um, and and people, people like that. They respond well to that. I 100% agree with Jess on this. Um, I haven't posted my Instagram rant, but I've been thinking really hard about it. Um, so maybe in the next podcast, I will talk about my Instagram rant. Um, <laughs> and authentic content as a marketing ploy, but also it's just real. It's so, just real. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I hate to call it a marketing ploy. Maybe a marketing plan. I don't know. But I mean, it, it, it is, honestly. Like, if when we're I, being transparent. If we're being transparent, when I get on my stories and I'm just shooting the shit, talking about nothing, mm-hmm. I'm doing it, A, because I want to, but also because it gets me views. Like, I mean, I'm being myself. I'm not being yeah. fake. But it it 100% gets me views, too. I, do, <laughs> I, I just hate the sense of candy coating things. So, yeah, I guess... When I say being fully transparent and when I I talk about being authentic, whatever, you can know that that is going to get you the kind of audience reaction that you want and the audience content and and, um, engagement and all that stuff and still be authentic. I mean, that's... Part of authenticity is being honest with yourself. Exactly. And being being honest on why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know? But I think that's I think people receive being sold to so much more when there's no bullshit involved. That's very true. Like, that's very true. One time one time there was um, this kid that was what, did he, what was he selling? I can't remember, but it was something along the lines of like, why lie I need beer? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? 
All right, you yeah. 20-year-old son of a bitch. <laughs> 21, sorry, 21-year-old. Um, here's $5. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> Here, go get your damn beer. Yeah. Like, thank you for not trying to pretend that it's something that it's not. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. And it works. The reason works. why the reason why I wanted to work with Jess was because I liked her online presence. That's ninety percent of the time what people say. They're like, it's refreshing to work with you because you're so real. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just I'm just being who I am. But yeah, I'm doing it for a reason. Your so. marketing is working because it like I, you're like my desired audience, and then I must be yours because because here I am. Here I got stuck in traffic for you. (laughs) Thanks, boo boo. But yeah, so um, I think authenticity gets thrown around a lot by me in particular. um, But I I, I want kind of people to understand that I'm saying it with the best of intentions and there's no veil or anything. And the same thing that Jess is talking about is that you can be transparent and show more of yourself and still get clients. Yeah. At the same time, I think on the same token, you don't have to share anything either. If you're uncomfortable talking, like on my stories, I talk Mm -hmm. about my mental health. I talk about body image. I talk about those things a lot because those are things that I just like to talk about. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel comfortable talking about those things, you don't have yeah, to. you absolutely either. don't have to. Be authentic to you. If mm-hmm. it's something you want to talk about, talk about it. If it's something you don't want to talk about, don't talk about it. Whenever you are curating your own content and you're the one that's in charge of your marketing and all of that stuff, you get to decide how vulnerable you want to be. Exactly. Yeah, you get to decide what goes and what doesn't. I think which that's so sets us apart now as, as like local influencers, as local people in like showing up in the hashtags and things mm-hmm. like that compared to what it was, what we were exposed to with uh, reality TV and all of that stuff. They did not get to decide no. what parts of them were show, what story was told. No, it was all cut and edited to fit some sort of narrative that somebody else decided on. Decided on for <laughs> yeah. them. And so, so now the, something that is very empowering about having a social media platform is you get to control that narrative. Mm-hmm. And I personally, Personally, I'm t- I'm at peace with the kind of narrative that I have. Oh, absolutely. And you don't have to share everything. You don't have to. I'm a chronic overshare. Yeah. I like to overshare. <laughs> I enjoy talking about my life and everything that goes on in my crazy brain. Yeah, I, but if you don't want to, you don't have to. <laughs> All right. Speaking of oversharing, story time. <laughs> I, I was in a five-year-long toxic relationship where I could not share anything because if I did, then the people that I loved and cared about me would know that I was in a toxic relationship. Sounds familiar. So (laughs) I shared nothing about that side of my life. Um, And what I found was you just slowly start to implode. Mm -hmm. So I went through a period after that where I was so afraid that I would like not talk about things that that were important to me that were important to my health so I started like oversharing yeah and (laughs) now I've like reeled it back in but at simultaneously found out that Mm -hmm. there are some things that do fucking need to be talked about yes whether or not other people agree with them and I am the kind of person that has no shame so (laughs) stop bitches Let's have a chit chat. (laughs) 
same. I mean, yeah. I mean, I grew up in a very um, chaotic household, and I kept everything to myself because um, I, I had to. Um, and I went through a very similar period where I was just – oh, I went to therapy. And mm-hmm. I, after that, I was just like – the the bottle was open and I was just overflowing with emotion and I I overshared everything to everybody I've dialed it back Mm -hmm. some but like you said there are some things that that need to be talked about and I'm going to talk about yeah I I got made to feel for a really long time because like my family um was from West Virginia so it's you know had you crazy um and you know some stuff you just have to deal with at home well well, yeah, I agree. But also, if there are other people that um, would benefit from somebody fucking just exactly. talking about it. And that is the main reason why I overshare. It's A, because I like it and it makes me feel better. But it's also for other people. Um, we're not alone. People feel the same things you do. And sometimes talking about it will help them. I One of the reasons why I started modeling, getting back on topic here. <laughs> one of the, we definitely we went on a tangent. <laughs> but one of the reasons why I started modeling was because, um, for those of you who don't know, who haven't seen me, because um, you don't know what I look like. <laughs> She's just a voice in a box. I'm just a voice in a box. Um, I have very visible tattoos. Yes. Um, and I am plus size. Plus size. Plus size by the modeling industry standards, mm-hmm. not by real people standards. I'm yeah. a size 10. And i that's a term I... That's a whole other subject I could go on with the fact that a size six is considered plus size in the modeling agency, in the modeling industry. What? What? Anyway, um, so I'm a tattooed, another tangent. I'm a tattooed. I'm with that tangent. I mean, that, we can talk about that because it needs to be talked about. But, um, so I'm a plus size tattooed model. Um, I also talk a lot of my... Uh, Instagram about my physical disabilities. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of chronic illnesses and I have mental illnesses. Um, By talking about these things, a lot of people have come to me saying, you inspired me to model. Mm -hmm. And that is the best thing anybody can say to me. So you, okay, I think I think I kind of got a really good feel for you right now. You are like, enjoy humanizing. Yes, I do. That is awesome. I do. I like to show, I, I want the modeling industry to change to show real people. Mm-hmm. Um, not that tall, skinny, beautiful women aren't real people, but that's not all that women are. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are all different types of people out in the world, and they're all beautiful in mm-hmm. their own way, shape, or form. Modeling doesn't have to look one way. Um, and I, yeah, I like to humanize models and just like we're I've I've been told before that people are intimidated by models, but they meet me and they're not intimidated. And that's because we're not intimidating people, you know? We're just regular people with emotions and feelings and you know. It's perfect because the more that audiences get exposed to and this is something I repeat on constantly on on my podcast is the more people get exposed to actual real life to actual real life illnesses and people who have high functioning anxiety Mm -hmm. and and things that are so easily swept under the rug or just 
hide your crazy, like hide what, your crazy. What, what I was raised on, <laughs> then the more that y- you feel so alone because you don't realize that everyday professional people are feeling the exact same way 100%. as you. When I went to New York, I made a whole Insta story about my generalized anxiety disorder. I'm, I have high-functioning anxiety. I had never flown alone. I had oh. never gone out of the state by myself. Oh, it was terrifying. And I talked about it the entire time. And I talked about how I felt after and how proud I was of myself for doing this with mm. my anxiety just going crazy. You know, the more you talk about it, the more people realize that they're not alone, one. And just because somebody is a model or a photographer or some sort of glamorous person, they still have the same issues that you do. That, that you do, that you absolutely. Do. Yeah. And it, to me, when I would feel at my worst, like I wasn't going to be able to succeed and that, you know, I had, I, I wasn't ever going to be at that person's level, the person that I'm putting on this pedestal mm-hmm. and idolizing, mm-hmm. because, well, they didn't have the same insecurities as me. They didn't have the same challenges as exactly. me. The, the reason why, like, they're able to be there is because there's some there's something good with them and something wrong with me. And the more that I heard from those people that I idolized that, well, no, these are actually things that I overcame. Yeah. This is what I dealt with. This These were my coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. The more I was like, oh, there is a way there. Exactly. I, instead of feeling like I was hitting this wall, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden the brush was cleared away and I did have a path. If they can do it, you can do yeah. it. Because they went through very similar things, yeah. you know? In conclusion to this big <laughs> <laughs> thing that we went on... You don't have to act on your social media as if you are the pinnacle of perfection. No. You can be as vulnerable or as guarded as you want to be. Mm-hmm. Choosing which marketing works best for you does not make you inauthentic. And being a person who is vocal on your social media doesn't have to mean that that's unprofessional. Yeah, exactly. There's a way to do it um, that's professional. So just because I have a um, not so great interaction with a model, say she's late, mm-hmm. say um, she's a little bit mouthy or whatever, doesn't mean I'm going to go on my Instagram mm-hmm. stories and drag her through the mud. Absolutely not. But I mean, if somebody reaches out to me and asks me how my experience was with them, well, then I will be exactly. honest. Uh, be transparent. Like I have people reach out to me about certain photographers. These are photographers that I maybe didn't have any harmful interaction with Mm -hmm. they were fine people we just didn't get along well or you know they they weren't very communicative or or whatever I will be honest about that to that individual person to that individual I will let that person know this was my experience with this person and I will explain that this is my experience not who they are as a person this is just how it was with me however if you're a predator yeah. I'm going to talk about you to everybody. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I, I mean, I feel like most people would understand what we meant by that, but I just wanted to clarify. But some people the, may not. Yeah, yeah. Because there are those people who I see it all the time. Push they it go to on an extreme. Yeah. About this model ghosted me or this photographer was late or whatever, and they'll just put them on blast. And that's incredibly unprofessional. Yeah. It's don't very, do that. it's very unprofessional. It's very tacky. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't tacky. be that person. Don't be that person. But we are just advocates for not um, comforting people who yes. don't deserve it. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. We're an advocate for safety, for yeah. model safety. Yeah. You know? First and foremost, absolutely mm-hmm. advocate for model safety, advocate for client safety, you know, 100%. Yes. You said that the best way humanly possible. Another red flag that we didn't touch on before. If a photographer tells you not to bring an escort, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. Yeah, no. I'm not I've sure. heard it all the time. And and not always from photographers who are creepy. I've mm-hmm. had very professional photographers that I've worked with before say that they don't like escorts. And I get it. They don't like the boyfriend because he's going to be jealous and weird mm-hmm. the whole time. Or they don't want the random friend because they might steal something. Thing. Mm-hmm. I get that. I don't care. Yeah. I do not care. If I am uncomfortable and I want to bring a friend, I'm bringing a friend. And if you're not cool with that, then we're not going to shoot yeah, together. Because say no. Say no. Because my safety is more important than your comfort. I'm sorry, photographer. Yeah. But if I... I I don't always bring escorts to my shoots because I typically work with people I've worked with a million times. Mm-hmm. But if I work with someone new, I'll absolutely bring an escort. And if you tell me no, then we're not shooting together. In my contract, it says exclusively that my clients reserve the right mm-hmm. to bring someone if they want. They absolutely don't have to. I like to know the name of the person that they're going yeah. to bring and what the relationship is there. Yeah. Um, because that kind of helps me know what kind of conversations I need to have yeah. um, in order to set my shoot up for success. And models, definitely let the photographer know you're bringing someone. Don't yeah. just sneak it up on them because that's not nice. Mm-hmm. Let them know ahead of time, hey, my boyfriend or my friend or whoever wants to come with me, is that okay? Um, don't just like sneaky sneak a, another person yeah. into the shoot, but let them know ahead of time yeah. for sure. And you know what? Conversation is such an important thing. Mm-hmm. Having the conversation with the person that, you, that you're that you bringing and you letting them kind of know why you want them there. And then, you know, I, even as a photographer, I wouldn't mind hearing that either. You're saying, you know, hey, um, this is our first time meeting together, you know, due to the nature of the shoot. Like, yeah. I, I trust you. You've got great work. But just in case, you know, I'd really like to have so-and-so tag along. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you have so much more control than what you talk yourself out of. Exactly. And yeah. I think we do, as women in particular, tend to talk ourselves out of a lot of oh, things. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We're, but, we're told to be quiet and be submissive mm-hmm. and not make waves. Yeah. But we have a lot more power than we realize. Yeah, I'm out here in the wave pool. <laughs> Right, splashing exactly. around, <laughs> splashing around, making <laughs> making tsunamis. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a very real reality that models um, unfortunately have to deal with, and we want to f- give you the facil- the faculties, excuse me, to be prepared to to make healthy, safe choices, um, to enter into situations where you have the most control. Um, now th- that. Even the best laid plans can't always protect you. Of course. So that's why I can't emphasize enough that you are doing these background checks, doing the these checks with people that they've worked with before, doing your research, and trusting your instincts. Yes. Um, and if you are ever uncomfortable, if you, if the line is ever crossed, if you are ever assaulted or anything, please, please, please do not feel like you have to protect that Mm -hmm. photographer's identity or any of that stuff. Call him out. Call him out. Call him out. Because if for no other reason than the fact that you'll be protecting other people. Yes. You know, you'll be helping one less person 
be hurt by mm-hmm. this person. Yeah, that's why language is so important and asking for consent. Are you comfortable doing this? Would you like to do this? Those kind of things are really important as a photographer to say to a model. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if a, a male photographer says, oh, you know, that would look great over there. Why don't you go ahead and just take your top off and we'll do a few photos there. You... Even though you might be reading the room as she's having a great time, this is going to look beautiful, blah, 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 she might feel pressured. That might be a line that she doesn't want to cross. So instead of using that language of, oh, that would look great over there, we should do that, say, hey, would you be comfortable with? Are you okay with? I don't want to make you uncomfortable. I don't want to push your boundaries. Mm -hmm. Letting them know ahead of time that they are on your mind, that you are trying to make conscious decisions and want to include them in on it. That's going to prevent a whole lot of uncomfortable conversations. Oh, that's yeah. going to set good, healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why yeah, I, I have this podcast. That's why I talk about these things, why I just drove <laughs> three and a half hours. <laughs> so that way we can put that conversation out there and share it. Because yeah. that's the whole – all we want is for photographers and models to have the best experience, to grow together, to network together. Yeah, we're a community. We're and a community. we should be – helping each other out to the best of our abilities, Absolutely. you know, and spreading awareness and information. And again, this isn't a widely talked about thing. It's not. When it is talked about, it's kind of where extreme emotion is kind of in yeah. place. Mm-hmm. So we it's at very neutral. We we're here on neutral ground. We're talking mm-hmm. very calmly. So while we're energized about it because it's important to us, yeah. it's not like we aren't reaction rea- reactionary Re- reactionary. Yeah, there yes. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Struggling with my words right now. Holy shit. <laughs> but okay, so that that was a little bit of the heavy stuff. Let's kind of move on and maybe we might come back to that a little bit if there's I'm something sure else that we possibly think of. Um Jess just blew my fucking mind. We just had a very good conversation. <laughs> so I talk often on my social media about imposter syndrome, and one of my biggest things is comparing myself to other people, other photographers, and going, wow, they're so much further along than I am. They have their own studio, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I rent a studio space, and I have a studio in my home that is itty- – we're in it right now. It's literally itty-bitty. Um, and I kind of always set myself up for defeat – for well, a defeatist mentality where I'm like, you know, nobody's going to want to come here. It's in my personal home. Uh, so I have to rent this place in Charlotte, uh, which I-, I love anyways, but I have to have it. Um, in order to be more professional and blah, 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 blah. Fucking Jess just <laughs> told me she does a shit ton of shoots in people's living rooms. Yeah, you're you're wrong. <laughs> you're like, super wrong. My mind is fucking blown right now. So um, studios are expensive. Yes. Studio spaces are expensive. Photographers are regular people with regular jobs, and they're not rich. Mm-hmm. Um very rarely do I actually do a shoot in a professional rented studio. Um, Mind blown. Most of my studio shoots where it's like me and like a solid backdrop mm-hmm. are done in people's living rooms. They go on Amazon, they buy a backdrop, they have their lighting set up, and mm-hmm. they just do it in their living room. It's literally like me in front of a sheet of paper, and there's a couch 
like five feet away from me. She just There's showed a me the photos at my like, feet. Um, yeah, like if you creep my Instagram and you there. see studio shots, the only exception are the ones I did at Coco Rocher's model camp. Those mm-hmm. were in an actual, actually, technically they were in her garage, actually, if I'm being honest. They were in her garage that she set up to be a studio space. Some people do that too. Yeah, which um, I actually really, really want to do. You can do that as well. Um, just get air conditioning because it's hot in <laughs> North Carolina. But most most photographers don't rent out a studio. Yeah. Um, they just set up in a corner of their living room or they have like a spare bedroom that they don't use. You would never tell by the photos that she just showed me. So it goes to show, guys, if you are just shooting boudoir photography and you are working with models, don't don't set yourself up for the reason why you can't work with them is because you feel like you don't have a professional space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's different for clients maybe, like mm-hmm. regular people, but models... Um, are used to shooting anywhere. I yeah. One of my favorite things about modeling is the before and after when you see mm-hmm. the space that you're shooting in and then see the finished images. Yes. If you, and this is why on my stories I do a lot of um, behind the scenes where you mm-hmm. get to see where I'm shooting because it is not glamorous. <laughs> like I am literally like in a swamp or I'm like under a bridge or something Um, or I'm in a photographer's living room standing in front of a sheet of paper Mm -hmm. Um, but the finished result is super professional super clean portfolio worthy stuff you don't need fancy equipment or a fancy studio to be a good photographer yeah you really don't this is just a really good excuse for me to tell you to believe in yourself Um, (laughs) because I completely agree with her I know for me um, some of my favorite photos I literally stuck a girl in a kiddie pool with a black tarp and filled it with fake flowers that I've done that before (laughs) that I got for a dollar yep Um, but you would never be able to tell based on the photos which that yes I I knew that I, I knew that it just in my brain, it yeah. bl- blows my mind that so many of the people that you work with come from that same place. 100%. Be- These are photographers that have been in the industry for years, though they're well known locally, at mm-hmm. least. Um, they're big name people locally, but why buy a studio if you don't ha- need to? Yeah. Like, why rent out and spend that much money if you don't need to? If you can set it up in your living room with your lights. Why waste your money? (laughs) Yeah. So I hope somebody who needed to hear that just heard it because I needed to hear that. And I didn't even know that I needed to hear that. I'm glad I could help. And I hope I helped anybody else. You know, we all start somewhere and know that, like, you're probably better than you think you are, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're probably worth more than you think you are. Yeah. You really are. Worth it. Worth is definitely hard to manage, but, you know, respect the time and energy and Mm -hmm. investment that you have made in yourself and look for that whenever you work with others. So that's. Yeah, that was good. That was, thank you, future Jess and future myself. For, You're quite welcome for popping in. I feel like it was good. It was really good. So, all right, y'all. So today, Jess joined me in the boudoir. It was fantastic. We covered so many things. So much. And even though we did go on tangents, we still, like, they're still pertinent to to the modeling yeah, industry. I think and even our tangents were, yeah. you know. Authentic were. candor. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, all right, just one last time since everything is here, I'm going to have Jess go ahead and drop all of her social media stuff so you can give her a follow. 
And yeah. All right. Um, so again, my name is Jess Kirsten. That's my real name. <laughs> my legal name. <laughs> my Instagram is jesskirsten.model. That's K-I-R-S-T-E-N. And my website is jesskirstenmodel.com. You can follow me on Facebook, um, also at jesskirstenmodel. That. All right, guys. <laughs> well, today has been so much fun. Jess, thank you so much for joining in my Thank well. you for having me. And until next time, bye. Bye. I'm totally waving at the microphone. <laughs> 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 this is YouTube. Bye. 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 Bye.